This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, episode 149. Well, good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is. It's a show where we focus on everything to do with fantasy and sci-fi books, whether it's epic fantasy, urban fantasy, swords and sorcery, space opera, everything else you can think of in between. We try to bring you the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the fantasy and sci-fi book world to bring to you here on the show in each episode. Kicking off things this week is my own author update. I'm about halfway through the next book in the Extreme Medical Services series, um, and I'm working on that. Uh, it's titled The Paramedic's Sorceress. If you want to kind of find out what I'm up to and see what's going on, um, I'll be sharing bits and pieces from that story with my fans, both as um, written things and also little audio snippets. Um, that'll be done both on Facebook and in my Fun Fantasy Readers group and also through my email newsletter. Um, as always, you can check out more about what I'm up to, including sneak peeks of upcoming covers, special giveaways, and a whole lot more. Visit my reader group over on Facebook, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers, and over at my website and blog, jamiedavisbooks.com. I look forward to hearing from you. I respond to every comment um, and every uh, email. So, uh, you know, get in touch with me if you have a question or a comment about the show or about my books. I'm happy to chat with you. Okay, joining us this week for the show is Christian author Joanna White. She's been writing ever since she was 10 and has a deep passion for God, writing, her family, and being a super Star Wars fangirl. We chat about her Valiant series and the first two books in that series, Hunter and Shifter. She talks about writing family-friendly but nonetheless gritty stories that everyone can enjoy. Here's my chat with Joanna coming right up. Joanna White, welcome to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. It is. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, who you are, and um, what got you started writing. Um, well, I'm a Christian author, and I really love fantasy, although I do write other genres. And I actually started writing when I was 10 years old. It was the summer before my sixth grade year. And I had this idea for a guy who was in jail, and it was innocent. And I really wanted to read that type of story, and I just started writing. And after that, it became a thing where my friends would come up with these story ideas, and I was the only one who could write them. So I'd write these little books, and you know, we'd get all kinds of these little adventures going on in our stories. And I'd read it back to my friends, and it was just a major hobby until after I graduated. And then it became a serious, like a full-time career, um, which was unexpected, but you know, that's where I'm at now. So <laughs> no, that's great. And, and I love, you know, how you, you wrote the things that you were missing. You weren't finding out there in the wild, which is, which is a lot of fun. I mean, I think that's a lot, of, that's a reason a lot of authors jump in is that they, they like certain stories or, or things that they've seen in other books, but there's, you know, the twist that they suddenly realize just is going to satisfy or scratch an itch for them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much why I I write all the time. And half the time, it's like my motivation for writing these books is because I want to read them. And <laughs> I've written so many different fantasy books. One series in particular, I wrote the entire nine book series in about two years because I wanted to read the series. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, well, in order to read it, I got to write it first. So... <laughs> That's great. Um, so we're, I know we're, we're talking about um, one particular series, but we maybe we can just kind of talk a little bit about your, your overarching, you know, everything you've got out there at some point, too. Um, I know you wanted to talk about the Valiant series, which starts off with the book Hunter. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the genesis of that? Well, the Valiant series is my main series, and it's Christian fantasy, so it's really similar to Lord of the Rings. Um, it starts off with Hunter, book one, and the gist of Hunter is that there's this world that's oppressed by the government called the RA Tool, and they have a prison called Zagra where men and boys are arrested for seemingly no reason, and they go in there, they never come out. Nobody really knows what goes on in Zagra, and it's just this outdoor, you know, mysterious place that nobody really wants to go. So the men and the boys hide out and they try to avoid being seen and stuff like that. And so it's just this really oppressed culture. And there's a lot like the women and the daughters kind of have to carry the weight. And so the premise of the story starts off with Avarella, where her brother's taken, but he's sick and he won't survive. And she disguises herself as a man to get arrested and, and is the first woman to get taken to Zagara, but nobody knows that she's a woman. So she meets these other prisoners, is looking for her brother, and finds out that there are these hunters, which are basically um, specially designed assassins meant to kill, it, like hunt down and kill all the prisoners in Zagara. So that's kind of where the, the main story starts in Hunter. And then as you go through the series, you find out there's a bigger picture going on, you know, that there's corruption spreading through the galaxy. Galaxy, and there's a certain type of people called chosen who are meant to stop corruption from spreading. And that's, you know, the RA tool and hunters have already been corrupted with darkness. So. That, and so it's, it's, I know it's kind of seems like a fantasy story, but it's set in space. So is it, a, is it sort of, uh, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I know you're a star Wars fan. You mentioned that in your bio and, and, um, I, that that's almost like space fantasy really. And so I wonder yeah. if this is where you kind of get your roots from this story. Um, Originally, yeah, I really wanted to make a series that was as long and epic as Star Wars because that influenced me a lot when I was growing up. And that's what the Valiant series, what I wanted it to be. Although I don't write sci-fi and I don't do it very well. I'm a fantasy author and I always will be fantasy in my heart. And so I was like, how can I build my own galaxy like Star Wars, but make it fantasy? So my husband and I built this system and it doesn't really come into play into the series until later on. But you find out that by the way that you get to different worlds is actually through portals. And there's a whole network and a system that connects one world to another, one realm to another. And eventually they do get in space, but I used magical spaceships instead because I don't really get tech a whole lot. And it was kind of a cop-out for me able to, where I could do all the epic space battles, but with magic. And so it's kind of like fantasy sci-fi. So my friend calls it fantasy, but it's more leaning toward the, I meant for it to be more on the fantasy side, but I've heard a lot of people say it's sci-fi and I'm just like, I don't write sci-fi, but that's okay. (laughs) So. No, I mean, and you know, there's different ways that people approach tech from a fantasy standpoint. Um, you know, I think of things like steampunk or, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a perfect example of a genre that, that approaches tech from a completely different direction and is much more a fantasy story than, than it is a, a, a technical, you know, technology story. Um, even though the technology of the, of the, 
the world figures strongly in the, in the stories most often. So I completely understand. Um, and, and it's fascinating that you've come up with this way to, to kind of get around a galaxy wide universe. Um, yeah. In, without yeah, having a, the you know the the typical spaceships and hyperdrive and all that other stuff. Yeah, I actually had to build um, when I got later on in the series when the war really picks up and you I have to be in the galaxy. I took poster boards and I had to map out okay where are my planets at and I literally my husband kind of gave me the idea and I built all these worlds. He gave me a homework task to build forty different planets um, so that I had plenty to go to in the book. And once I did that, I took all forty and I cut out circles and I posted them, you know, put them on the posters and I hung it on my wall so that if my characters are in one planet, I can kind of get the gist of where they are in the galaxy, so to speak, in what solar system and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, but again, it's more magical. But I also wanted to be realistic because if you have a galaxy like this, not everything is going to be magic. So I did include a few races that they do encounter uh, that have technology and that some of them, they end up combining with their magic and it's, you know, it gets really complicated. <laughs> but... Oh, and and it would, right? I mean, because different places come at come at the world and their and the way they they view it in different ways. So some places would develop magic while others would develop just technology and others would have a hybrid of the two. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And that's kind of what I tried to do too. So one um actually used more living type type stuff where it's like plants and stuff like that. So I mean, there's a wide variety of things that I tried to include because it's more realistic. So just a quick question, because I, I love to ask this from time to time. Um, Avarella, you know, your main character in Hunter, what would you, is there, is there somebody, if you were to cast that for, for an actress in today's Hollywood or TV shows world, um, who would you pick for that? I've actually thought about this before and, um, I don't know what writer who actually doesn't imagine like, or try to think of that, but I've, the closest I can come up with is probably, um, Jennifer Lawrence because, um, Hunter was inspired by the hunger games. Um, but it goes back to what we were saying earlier with writers and, you know, writing what they want to read and how sometimes you read something and there's something they don't like. And so you think, okay, you know, let's do this my way kind of thing. And that's what the hunger games was for me. I really liked it, but I didn't like that it was kids. And I'm like, okay, let's make this a little bit more mature, not bad in the sense because it's still clean, but just older, you know, adults and stuff like that. And that's where I got the idea. And so I made it men and boys getting taken into this arena like thing to, you know, have to run for their lives and survive and stuff. And that's where the premise came from. So I feel like the actress that would really portray someone like Avarella would be Jennifer Lawrence because she's very, like, she's already portrayed that kind of character that's a woman trying to survive. And I think her physique would also fit a woman trying to disguise herself as a man too. Cause you don't want somebody who would be impossible to kind of, uh, portray that, you know, aspect, I guess. So. No, it makes sense. And, and I, you know, I, I do the same thing. I mean, I often will, um, cast my characters ahead of time, especially if it's the first book in a series to kind of just give myself a, a, a starting point. Um, and it's almost always uh, an actor or actress in a specific role because I want to just be able to picture them when I'm so that I can describe them, you know, throughout the yeah. book. And I can picture, you know, no, they have they have short hair, not long hair. And, you know, it's it's this color and, and you know, it reacts this way to the world around it, you know, and that, that kind of stuff. And and I think that's important. I mean, it's not and I'm not 
it's not really that that actor or actress, but it is it is a starting point for me to be able to have a convention that I use to make sure I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with me, it helps with their mannerisms. I actually didn't do that with Avarella, but I did do that with uh, the main antagonist, Jared, um, one of the hunters. And I really like um, Damon Salvatore, the character from Vampire Diaries in the TV show, portrayed by Ian Somerhalder. And that was my original. I Immediately, that's who I picked. And I really like um, his evil side. Jared's definitely not sarcastic and funny like, J- like Damon is. But everything else, the evil part of him that you know, is that's a lot of the inspiration and it helps with like them portraying the mannerisms correctly. So. Yeah. I, there's a couple of characters that I have that, that are just so inspired by certain actors that, you know, it really helps me fit, fill those roles um, and, and mm-hmm. make them consistent across the whole series. Um, so you mentioned you're a Christian, Christian author, and I'm curious, you know, how does your faith come into the stories or is it just a, a basis that you use to keep it at a certain level of heat or, or action or whatever? Well, one thing for me is that I always tell everybody is I'm, it's a part of who I am. Like I am a Christian. God is my savior. He's as much a part of my life as my husband is, for instance. And so there's no way I could not include that in my books. And I write to inspire people and hopefully to lead people to God in different ways or to encourage them or whatever. And, um, as a Christian, like I, um, I used to read all the time and I loved to read books. I am a sucker for the the guys with the tragic backstories that are tormented or, you know, that sort of thing. And I love books and stories that are more gritty. Um, but the problem with gritty is that you get really things that go against my beliefs. And so I started writing, why can't we have the gritty stuff that's kind of on a level with Game of Thrones, but without all the negative stuff that goes against my beliefs. Um, and so that's what I set out to do when I started writing more fantasy when I knew it was going to become a career, uh, particularly after like with the Valiant series and afterward is that let's get the grit so that Christians like me, um, get what we want, but we don't have to compromise our beliefs to do something like game of Thrones, for instance, to be entertained. And so that's kind of how I incorporated it. So it's very incorporated in my Christian beliefs. Um, the Valiant series in particular is paralleled directly with the Bible, um, and stuff, but there's also a lot of grit and it's more realistic too. Because I think some Christian literature can end up being more stiff, and there's a level of kind of not really dullness there, but it doesn't get as realistic as I would like um, when I'm reading. And so that's what I write like, basically. Um, Most people who read my books would not really, unless you directly see the biblical parallels, you're not going to really notice that it's Christian other than the fact that it's completely clean. No cussing, no sex, you know, nothing graphic like that. So, but the gritty way that I write, um, is probably going to surprise a lot of people. No, that's great. And it's funny because I, I write very clean stories. Um, I, I, I tell, I tell people all the time, look, my mom reads my books. I'm, I, you know, <laughs> she reads yeah. every book I write, even though it is not the type of book she prefers reading. She doesn't like fantasy or science fiction. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't. And yet she reads every book I write and I know this. So I have to be careful with what I write. I, 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 I want her to be <laughs> proud that, sh- that she has yeah. this. So, um, and, and the other side of it is I, 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 you know, I'm going to, I'm a, grandfather now. So I have grown children. Um, I loved reading stories alongside my kids and reading the books that they were reading and passionate about. And I wanted to create stories that parents could feel comfortable saying, Hey, why don't you read this with me? And, you know, to their 13, 14 year old. And 
being completely comfortable that they could share that story with their kid. And it could have some, like you say, gritty themes, but it doesn't necessarily cross lines that the parent would be uncomfortable with. So, you know, I, I, totally I completely get that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's up next? Is there more to come from the Valiant series? Uh, yeah, there's a lot actually. Um, fun fact about the Valiant series. Let's see we've got Hunter and Shifter. That's books one and two. Um, there's 17 books in the series and I've already written them. I finished them back in 2016. Um, it's just the publishing, you know, that takes a little while. So we've got to edit each one. We've got to get the contracts for each one. We've got to get the covers. So it's probably going to be, I'm um, looking probably for about a decade before we get the entire series out. Cause there's 17 of them, maybe even longer than a decade. So the Valiant series has plenty of books coming. Um, right now we've actually edited the third book in the series samurai which is the next one coming out hopefully sometime this year um and then we've edited the first prequel book because there's five prequel books in the series out of the 17 so the first prequel book's already been edited as well um and we're in the process of doing that right now so there's plenty of books with the valiant series to come and then i that's with my traditional publishers and i also self-publish so i've got a lot of random standalones and other series that i'm going to be self-publishing um you know, while we're in the long haul wait for the Valiant series, basically. Excellent. And and I noticed that um, you have some short stories that seem to track along with the Valiant series. How do they work um, what, if people went to look for them? Yeah, um, my advice is to not read them until you read the book that comes before it, because each basically like Hunter, for instance, takes place on a completely different world than Shifter book two. There's different main characters. There's different because we jump from different worlds to show the different ways that corruption is trying to take over at first. So the main characters will all come together in the last four books, but until then we jump around a whole lot. And so there's not a whole lot of time to figure out, okay, well, what happened to this world after we left it? And that's where the short story endings, as I call them, come in at. Um, the one for Hunter is called Sightless and it will tie up loose ends. You'll get to see what happens to the world after the plot line tied up and everything. And Shifter has its own called Reclaimed, um, which ties up loose ends in there because after Shifter would move on, to the world in samurai and so on and so forth and that happens for the next maybe six books seven books something like that um so it they, they help tie up loose ends because i i had to keep the main series storyline going and we just didn't have time to sit back and focus on those other worlds anymore so that's where the short stories come in at yeah you know i i, I like to add stories to some of my series where um you know especially the ones that are ongoing um when i introduce a new character in that series, I sometimes like to go off to the side and write a short story that's somewhat of an origin or a background story that I can give to my readers and say, hey, you know, this, this, this is a new character that's coming up in the next book. And um, mm -hmm. they, they eat that stuff up. <laughs> yeah, I think it helped with this one, too, because like we kind of like don't really get a whole lot of the main characters from the previous books. They pop in every once in a while, which is kind of like a nice little teaser for fans um, as they keep reading. But like what's going on with them in the background? Like there's a whole nother story that's for the part of the bigger picture that's kind of like for the war, but it's too much of a spoiler to put it in now. So like, it's really good for the the other, the diehard fans that want to know the, the details of what's going on while everything else is progressing forward, if that makes any sense. So it, it really kind of, like you said, kind of opens up that door and allows for more kind of information on the characters and stuff like that. So. No, it, it, it's just another way to communicate with our readers and, and to share more of our vision for what, is going on 
um, that may not fit into the story. And I think that a lot of our most loyal fans just really look forward to those little glimpses, almost, you know, pulling the curtain aside a little bit and, and seeing what yeah. else is going on. Um, speaking of readers, um, how do you like connecting with readers? You know, what's, what's the way you prefer? I mean, obviously we're not going to conventions or anything right now, but, uh, there are, there are still like social media channels and things. So is there a preferred channel that you like to use? Uh, yeah, two main ones. The first one is my newsletter. I really like sending it out once a week. Just kind of, it's kind of a nice little way to be like, Hey, this is what I did this week, you know, and I talk about my pets on there a little bit and you know, how stupid my dogs can be sometimes <laughs> and just send it out. And I give, you know, book recommendations on there. Um, so that's the one way which you can find on my website, author, And then my second and main way is actually through my fan group. I call it my fan group, but it's really just a place for a bunch of nerds to hang out. And there's a lot of like funny, memes and I share a lot of Star Wars memes on there. I, I freaking love Star Wars memes <laughs> too much sometimes. But um and all my like fandom stuff that I because I'm a part of a lot of fandoms and Star Wars is just like the tip of the iceberg. So and it's just a good place for that. And I, you know, every once in a while we'll update everybody on the publishing and what's going on. And sometimes we get behind the scenes like my fan group and I um worked on a story together that we actually I wrote and then I read it to them because we planned the book together. So um it's also kind of a fun way to get behind the scenes and stuff like that. And so that you can find on Facebook. It's um, facebook.com slash groups slash JW warriors. And that's my main way of communicating with my fans. So no, that's great. And I'll share a little something with you. Um, you know, I mentioned I was a grandfather. Um, my, my grandfather name is Obi because I wanted to call my grandkids, my Padawans. So, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm Obi, and that's that's just. I was trying to think when my wife and I were like, we got to come up with grandparent names, and you know, something that they'd be able to pronounce. Otherwise, they'll butcher it. So she wanted. She's my wife's got a lot of German heritage, so she went with Oma. And I'm like, well, you know, and I, I put it out on Facebook. I'm like, what should I be? And one of our dearest friends from way back when we lived in another neighborhood said, Jamie, you have to be like Obi Wan. You have to be Obi. And I was just like, that's perfect. So. Yes, I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to do that when I become a grandparent someday. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's well, you know, those things, those things, you don't, you don't worry about it till the time comes. But then, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to have some silly name. So yeah, you know, and and you know, we only have one grandchild at the time. He's just turned one, so he's he's not really saying a whole lot. But we we keep telling him our name every time we see him, just so we can. <laughs> anyway um yeah it's it's great i i'm love my reader group um and i i it finds jamie's fun fantasy readers and it's really just we just share everything we love about fantasy books and fantasy movies and stories there um so it's a great opportunity to just kind of connect with people and yeah i share my books there too but uh you know i also ask them what they're reading because i want to know what's good out there so um you know, it's, it's, it's really important to have that kind of a, a, a relationship with our readers, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And I love, I watch TV shows more than I read anymore, but I need somebody to fangirl with. Like I have got my family and everything, but it's really nice to kind of like interact with other fans and, you know, fangirl about this or fangirl about that. And just, I can share something in the group real fast or, you know, whatever, and just go on from there. And it's, it's a really nice way to kind of just connect with other fans of the same stuff that you, that you're a part, that you're a fan of, you know. Definitely. 
Well, Joanna, it's been fantastic chatting with you. Um, I, I think people are going to really enjoy the Valiant series, and they should definitely check out Hunter and then Shifter. Um, and I guess Samurai will be coming out soon, fingers crossed. And there's some short stories yes. to check in there as well. So lots of books and lots of things for people to read from Joanna White. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This has been exciting. So thank you. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I hope you'll catch up with us for a whole lot more from the fantasy and sci-fi focus community. You can find them on Facebook and over at fantasy-focus.com. Leave a comment on this episode. Let me know what's on your mind. Also on the website over there, if you want to subscribe to the show, there are links right there below the audio player on every episode. Um, So click and subscribe using your iOS or Android devices. You can even subscribe by email if you want. And you don't want to miss any episodes because we've got some really cool authors scheduled over the coming months and you won't want to miss them. That's it for this episode, though. Um, As always, I'm your host, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me over on Facebook in my reader group, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers, or on my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. And of course, whatever you do, come back here for the next podcast episode, too. In the meantime, I don't want you to forget, folks, while you're out there in the world doing the things you do, keep your eyes open, folks, because there's magic all around you.